1: Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to The China Shop. I'm shopkeeper Dan with me as always is Kyle, creator of financialineptitude.com. Kyle, how'd your week go?
0: Oh, you'll find out when we get to the good, bad and the ugly. Ooh, that's <laughs> it <was> not good.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's always that's always a good sign when you say you'll find out when we get to the good, the bad and the ugly.
0: Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mostly the ugly. Mostly. There wasn't much good in there.
1: <laughs> oof, oof. Oh, that sounds painful. We'll, we'll get to that lost porn later. Come on into the <laughs> shop with us today. Sit back, relax, hedge against the rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing those ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. And if you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge or resource centers on com. Or you can give one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links for you in the episode description. But the best place to be is, come on, join us on our free Discord server. We're getting on on there just about every day with a bunch of amazing, really awesome people. It's a fantastic place to be. And did I mention it's free? No paid tiers or special access access areas there, because fuck that shite. And uh, in fact, free, it costs us money. Kyle, when they join the server... How can we transfer our hard-earned money into benefits for them?
0: (laughs) Just uh, DM me with the address and whatever freebie you'd like. I give you a choice when you sign up. That's right. Got stickers. We got trading bracelets. We've got Mm -hmm. shot glasses, Mm -hmm. beer koozies, all kinds of good stuff.
1: Plenty of China Shop swag, and uh, we also will have a link in the episode description to the China Shop shop where you can uh, purchase more of those goodies if if you haven't had your fill. Great way to support the show. I'm just just so glad everybody's here. It, we have a lot of fun. It's always better with friends. Always better with friends. And we got a lot going on. Kyle, you want to tell everybody about what we got going on?
0: Uh, let me see if I can remember what we have. <laughs> uh, we finished recording with Dan Springer last week. That was somebody that, uh, that you found Mm a funded prop trader just completed his eval period we had a really fun discussion with him talking about futures and options trading Yes, and he actually asked us a bunch of questions which was kind of surprising
1: yes that was a good time
0: Look for that episode coming out on Wednesday, and uh, then we'll have Dr. Hans, the investing tutor, returning. Dr. Hans. And then uh, to round out the month of October, we've got Alex Demosthenes. Demos-thena the
1: spooky Halloween recording.
0: Guy uh, uh, tra- <laughs> is a trader on Twitter that we've been uh, following, posting a lot of good content on there.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Well, that sounds fucking fantastic, Kyle. But you know what we got today?
0: Oh, there's one other one that I got to get confirmed, too, that uh, uh, somebody that I saw that Anthony interviewed, I reached out to him, I think we might have a date set for the beginning of November, but uh, he's somebody who had been covering the Greensill collapse. Ooh. I don't know if you remember that, but that was the whole controversy that was wrapped up in the company I used to work for. So I'm really looking forward to that conversation.
1: Yes. Oh, that'll be fantastic. That'll be exciting. Definitely, definitely be teasing mm-hmm. that some more, uh, the closer we get to it. Yes. But until then, folks, we have got a fragile, fragrant, frantic episode for you today. Lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar and more options than dollar damages sought in the Neiman Carlson cheating scandal. Ooh, chess is such a scorcher.
0: Ah, oh, you took my news story. <laughs> What number did you come up with?
1: Uh, I saw four hundred million.
0: Yeah, when I looked through, that's like the minimum according to what he's seeking. Even though the headline said a hundred million.
1: Wow, that's a lot of money.
0: That seems a bit. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Sh- I don't think he's going to get anywhere yeah, near that. that. Is, is that, that's that's <laughs> he's going to have a hard time proving any of those. Well,
1: that's how much money. I- Look, my friend at Greensill taught me how to do valuation. That's how much money I would have made if I was a super duper chess star. <laughs>
0: Right. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And as always, reach out to us, folks. We we do love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook on our Discord. Of course, we'll have the link to that in the episode description. If you're old school, you can send us an email to two bulls at financial That's the number two bulls at financial ineptitude.com. Uh, you can give us or maybe you want to give us a phone call, 725-22 Bulls. That's 725 8557 We also accept textual messages textual Kyle. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made, or maybe you're just out walking in the woods, doing your thing and bam, this family with a station wagon just knocks you over, straps you to their roof, kidnaps you to the Seattle suburbs where you're forced to scavenge for food while people try to hunt you down. It doesn't matter. We just love it when you reach out.
0: That sounds like, um, is that Harry and the Hendersons? Ah, oh, you are so good at this. Ah, I got to make it harder. Funny thing is, I don't think I've actually seen that movie all the way through.
1: <laughs> right. Well, uh, you know, it could have been E.T. Could have been Mac and me. I don't know. There's a lot of <laughs> 80s movies out there that might have lined up. With. Anyway, Kyle, it's time to talk about those bet results.
0: Well, I initially thought that we did kind of shitty. Because uh, I misread one of the candles, but we wanted to short Rivian. And mm-hmm. boy, Rivian really helped us out this week. Um, it managed to spike pre market on Monday <laughs> and actually opened at just over $33. It's $33.06. We wanted to short it at open half and then half at 31. So we managed to get all of our position, about 50 cents from our stop loss. Whoa. Yeah, luckily it managed to not actually hit our stop loss at thirty three uh, uh, But uh, uh, the action on Friday, uh, that's where our good luck kind of ended. We missed our take profit at 27, and Friday uh, the bullish action made it close at 31.92. So it didn't quite make nearly as much as we could have. But still positive, takes our total up to $482 even.
1: Oh, we'll get back to start. Just you watch random.
0: No, uh, we're almost there. We need one more week. <laughs> uh, Random, uh, they went with SHIP, S-H-I-P, which opened the week at 51 cents, closed at point uh, 48.8 cents, which brought Random down to 427.53.
1: <laughs> the day is ours!
0: Uh, yeah. All we have to do is not lose a lot, right? Oh. I mean, Random could pick a... You never know. You never know. We've seen bigger turnarounds
1: return of the beam stocks and randoms leading the way all right stick around to the end we'll be making that bet see if we can close out the month of october with a with a big w Woo. but until then kyle i think it's time to talk about some news
0: all right get done. Dow
1: drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation, we're just bringing you the fucking news, you gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose, we're just
0: skit two trading
1: in for me. Yeah, we are. Rioters raiding wow. Insider trading Taxes mm. are raising Bills mm-hmm. on the hill We got a crypto mill No, they ain't growing weed When the Fed speaks today It's some shit we don't need Sing it, Dan Two fools trading information
0: What? Two fools trading information I'm inclined to agree Two fools
1: trading information is accurate
0: very accurate what information
1: True. all right kyle who which one of us is leading off today
0: well you already mentioned the top story which was the hans nieman lawsuit Uh, (laughs) um did you cover the christian mccaffrey trade to san francisco yet
1: oh no oh those wily san franciscans shit sorry
0: Wrong podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose. uh, I don't know. What do you got? What do you got for us? Why don't you you go ahead and lead us off?
1: The federal deficit. She is a dropping. This year, the United States budget deficit has been cut in half. And there was much, much applause. Granted, (laughs) we're still.
0: Well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) well hang on wait a minute
1: (laughs) just gonna take that at face value kyle
0: (laughs) no 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 uh it was also coming off of like the highest spending deficit like wasn't it
1: okay yeah okay yeah we're still above 2019 which was about a trillion dollars and right now we're we're at uh 1.38 trillion 20, 2019 was 0.98 trillion 2020 was 3.13 trillion Oof.
0: what was 21?
1: Uh, 21 uh 21 they got it down to 2.7 now they we're down to 1.38 so what we are on the right uh right right path
0: yeah how many how many thousands of years is it going to take to pay uh to get that down to zero and then start actually you know paying it off
1: Kyle, I don't know. I don't know what your negative tone is about. The the deficit, the, the government's in debt to us, the American people. We fucking own them, man.
0: Well, then give me my check, and I'll uh, I'll just gladly. I'll,
1: I'll 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 take my deficit. Yeah, <laughs> I'll walk away.
0: Yeah, I'll be done.
1: My check. I'll move to Canada.
0: I'll cash out. <laughs> All right.
1: Oh, what is it three hundred and thirty? Million
0: about three hundred and thirty million people in the country, yeah.
1: Is it only like it's only like forty thousand bucks?
0: Four thousand two hundred
1: and four. Oh four thousand. Ooh, even less. Damn.
0: But that's only for the last year. I mean you mm. gotta figure how many years it'll be running at a deficit?
1: Um oh we've been running at a deficit since uh two
0: thousand and two. Wait, oh we should have used Twitter math, where one billion dollars from Elon Musk can apparently make everyone in the world a millionaire once over.
1: Yes. Yes, not to mention solve world hunger once and for all.
0: Now that we've completely derailed the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> What's the rest of what you're about to say?
1: Oh, just, just that we are, we are uh, turning around from all that, that spending that uh, that not only led to, supposedly led to inflation, but also record corporate profits. Hurrah! Huzzah! <laughs>
0: uh, there's other big news that I saw today. Unless there was more to that story.
1: There is not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, the big, big story that I saw this week, uh, the reason they're attributing to the market's gains for today, and that was the Fed's rate debate shifting to how, when, how and when to slow down.
1: Okay.
0: So we've had a slew of Fed speakers this past week, again, which seems to be like every week, and... Now, like the conversations are starting to pop up where you're seeing like James Bullard telling Reuters in an interview last week, the debate about exactly where we should go and then become more data dependent is going to heat up in the last part of the year here. Uh, San Francisco Fed President Mary Daly added her voice on Friday during an event in Monterey, California. Uh, She acknowledged that high inflation made it really challenging for the central bank to step down from its rate hikes. The time is now to start talking about stepping down. The time is now to start planning for stepping down. So everyone's still expecting the next month's rate hike to still be that 0.75, but they're also starting to be, I think people are starting to expect some more comments from the Fed's actual minutes or the the Fed's statement that, that they are going to be maybe like slowing down or even taking a breather altogether to see if anything they've actually done is having any effect. Yeah. So far, has not looked all that great. Damn. Uh, yeah, there's a couple other people were talking more about this, too. Um, in a speech earlier this month, uh, Lael Brainerd offered a list of reasons to be cautious about further tightening without overtly calling for a slowdown or pause. But then you've had Fed President Charles Evans this week in Virginia warned of outsized nonlinear risks to the economy at the federal funds rate is lifted much beyond the 4.6 level officials projected in September that they would reach next year said it really does begin to weigh on the economy. Uh, even with the existing rate outlook, it was, quote, closer than normal, whether recession can be avoided. Mm. And even Powell uh, has been saying in news conferences that they're approaching that some point. He hasn't said exactly when, but I guess Powell actually hasn't made any comments since that uh, September 21st news conference. But, I mean, data has been, uh, if there want to be data-dependent, and they're relying on curbing inflation, and nothing they have done so far has curbed inflation. Like maybe it's time to take a break and uh, just just reassess your strategies.
1: I I love how the market rallies just on the whiff of a news they might be considering slowing down <laughs> the rate increases.
0: Well, I think it comes down to peak inflation being like a, a pretty good buy signal uh, for, for yearly gains. Like we commented on that within the last the last couple weeks, right? Mm-hmm. About uh, the average returns. Uh, if you buy right at peak inflation, ends up being about 13%. Yeah. So, so yeah, if there's any indication that inflation has peaked, you're probably going to see a lot of buying pressure as people try to jump in and anticipate that.
1: Well, we've had two Fridays in a row now. Well, I guess, no, technically it was last Thursday, right? Two mm-hmm. weeks in a row where we've had some... S- Solid, strong days of buying with with good volume. Mm -hmm. Or I should say, well, good buying comparatively to what it's been at.
0: Definitely uh, the buyers have been, the volume on the green days has been higher than the red days lately.
1: Yeah, it's looking like it's a decent volume even when you look back to the days before uh, we we peaked Mm -hmm. January this year.
0: Uh, That's a really strong close of the futures market today. No, maybe,
1: maybe, maybe we've, maybe the market knows, maybe the market knows. We'll see.
0: Huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we'll see. All right. I mean, there's uh there was some good earnings I think that happened this week that maybe helped, uh, help things along, uh, in that regards to, I think JP Morgan, uh, was one of the names I saw like leading the, the gains on the week.
1: Didn't we, didn't we come across a story that was talking about like when retail gets out that that's the bottom
0: Yes, yes, I think we have.
1: Am I, am I remembering that correctly? I did come across a story. Uh, the the headline is "The Era of the Meme Trade is Over."
0: <laughs> I thought I saw you posted that. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, they're they're basically talking about how, from the top, we've knocked off about fifteen trillion dollars in valuation of publicly traded companies, mm-hmm. and. The number, the average daily number of retail trades handled uh, Charles Schwab has fallen down to five and a half million in the third quarter from 6.2 million. And Mm -hmm. Morgan Stanley's down 15% Uh, at the height of 2021. Schwab was reporting 8.4 million daily trades uh, uh, on average. So, oh, wow. Right. We're almost down to half of what it was from 2021. Uh, the f- order flow data from Robinhood and Interactive Brokers also showing steep declines over the last three months. Uh, in February 2021, Interactive Brokers was at uh, 3.7 million daily retail trades. Now they're at uh, 1.9 million for September. So hmm. we're getting we got a lot less uh, retail action going on lately, which is you know great for the show, great great for the market liquidity. What
0: well, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> But does that uh, are those people like done just day trading, or have they like gotten out of the market completely? That's the real question.
1: That is the real question. We don't know. We just know the frequency of trading is down, uh, which is not good for liquidity.
0: I think the one thing we've been missing or not seeing yet is like the actual capitulation moment.
1: Well, maybe maybe we did see it. Maybe it's turned.
0: Uh, maybe I mean, but I don't. I think we'll know it when it happens. <laughs>
1: Anyway, Robinhood is laying off 23% of its full-time staff, their second cut this year, because retail trading's down. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to make any speculation about how Robinhood shouldn't have fucked with what was bringing them money. But, you know, uh, (laughs) it definitely came to mind. I definitely thought it very loudly.
0: Yes, uh, yeah. To
1: to quote Robinhood CEO Vlad Tenev, last year we staffed many of our operations functions under the assumption that the heightened retail engagement we had been seeing with stock and crypto markets in the COVID era would persist through 2022. In this new environment, we are operating with more staffing than appropriate.
0: Why yeah. would you think that that was going to continue? Uh,
1: because it sounded good to their investors.
0: I suppose.
1: <laughs> Greensill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, this CNN business article does state that the loss of retail investors is concerning. It could mean meme stock crazes are over and could, more importantly, could spell for a longer, deeper market downturn. So undoubtedly, there's less trading going on, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot of retail out there still holding on to some big tech stocks.
0: Oh, I'm sure.
1: And, and trying to rotate into more dividend paying sectors like energy i don't think I don't, I don't think all of the information floating out there is bad i think there are people in the retail crowd who know what they're doing they're still trading
0: oh there's a ton of them out there they're just sometimes hard to find because they're not as vocal
1: yeah right <laughs> the,
0: the safely managed my portfolio today and managed a 1.2 percent return on the week it is not as sexy as i just yellowed my life savings
1: <laughs> tesla calls
0: right all right what else you got all right what was the uh, commodity we were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago that was it silver were we talking about silver and the fact that like its price wasn't really a f- reflecting of the actual demand and availability yes and i think i found something that's kind of making it look like copper seeing something similar too. really Now, granted, this is from the world's largest publicly traded producer of copper. So, you know, I'm going to take what they say with a grain of salt. But they're saying that copper prices do not reflect a strikingly tight physical market. Richard Atkinson, the CEO of Freeport McMoran Incorporated, said it's striking how negative financial markets feel about this market. And yet the physical market is so tight. We are not seeing customers scaling back orders. Customers are really fighting to get product. They said on Thursday during a conference call with analysts after the miner reported they adjusted their adjusted third quarter per share profits that exceeded estimates hmm. uh, so yeah copper prices are down uh, year to date as of Thursday's close 22 percent but with everybody shifting to green energy or uh, you know trying to mm-hmm. uh, that uses a lot of copper yeah So, like, demand has been, according to Freeport, demand has still been really good. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's see. They've been delivering supply growth and successful ramp-up of underground observations in Indonesia. Uh, Their production rose from a year ago to 1.06 billion pounds, beating the 1.03 billion pound average estimates tracked, uh, the estimates among analysts tracked by Bloomberg. Their earnings did drop as the costs have rose, but they're still ahead of expectations. Uh, It's just... uh, it's it sounds very similar, it sounds very similar to what we're talking about with silver.
1: Yeah, yeah. Does that hmm, does that make it more likely that it's just a fluff piece, or is it more likely that just commodities in general are seeing some weird, freaky times?
0: It just seems like commodities in general are seeing some sort of manipulation. That's mm-hmm. oh. not a word you can throw around lightly either. But whether it be people, you know, releasing reserves to keep the price uh, stable. Or, or something like that. I don't know.
1: Oil. Oil. Oil.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe there's some opportunities there in commodities.
1: Right. Physical goods. They are mm-hmm. the traditional inflation hedge. So, <laughs> silver is not... I'm looking at... I still have the silver chart up. I'm <laughs> like, it's still not kicking ass compared to inflation. Damn. Right. Uh, you know who does kick ass despite in- inflation, Kyle? Who's that? The awesome team from Order Flow Labs. Order Flow. Order flow. They were kind enough to share their toolkit for trading futures on CR Charts, Motive Wave, and NinjaTrader with us. These gentlemen have put together some of the most amazing custom studies for structure and execution. Uh, we, I know we, we've talked about them before. Buy cell zones, exhaustion absorption detectors, reconstructed tape. Uh, they got something for everybody. It's it's quite literally like having some seasoned professionals give you some shortcuts like, oh yeah, be looking for this, but we'll make it just in this handy little indicator for you. Boom. Uh, Really, really just makes it so much easier to be reading your charts. Uh, They got something for everybody. They're constantly...
0: And they also uh, show you how their tools work. It's not an indicator that you just get and then are expected to follow blindly.
1: Yes. So check them out at orderflowlabs.com.
0: Two Bowls in a China Shop is also proud to be affiliated with TradePro Academy. TradePro Academy is an educational platform that offers institutional de- trader development programs and new and experienced independent traders, which means that you can learn to trade like a big institution. They have got a great staff of highly knowledgeable and successful traders, and there's just no better place that we've found to learn everything you need to know to be a successful trader. Find them online at TradeProAcademy.com, or you can just use that affiliate link in the episode description. It's a great way to support the show. Improve your own knowledge and skills. And if you do join that Discord, we have links for 10% discount code. Now that George is no longer running the company, (laughs) we don't care if he knows, so tell him.
1: Tell the world.
0: (laughs) Tell the world. All right, should we move on and talk about some stocks?
1: Yes, let's talk about some stocks. Stock time! talk about stocks time looking for setups it's still not advice big moves fresh news and earnings all that was saying it's still not advice Stock time.
0: please don't sue us all right dan what do you got for us uh
1: got a nice little story about our friends over at amazon and this time it's not just about them burning through the entire American workforce like a pack of matches at a Shoney's. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have hired Hawaiian Airlines. No, no, no. Not to give those employees a nice break and vacation in Hawaii. No, uh, they're, they're going to pay Hawaiian Airlines to fly uh, their planes, their cargo planes. Huh. So,
0: Do the employees get to use the bathroom? on these <laughs> cargo planes or do they have to throw it out of the window
1: <laughs> right you shit in a bag and you throw it out of the window when when you when you get low enough to open open the window
0: when you when you cross over a, a tesla factory <laughs> yeah,
1: <You're> right. <laughs> take that musk um i'm gonna assume they do this because uh, as an airline they've they've already got their space at at different hubs and different locations all set. Like, you know, you have to pay for those, those locations, right. Mm -hmm. They're going to be flying at least 10, at least 10 Airbus, a three thirty dash 300 converted freighters starting in the fall of 2023. This did push Hawaiian airlines shares up, um, as much as 13% following the announcement.
0: Yeah. Um, Flying Amazon's cargo is probably a lot more uh, lucrative and uh, predictable than tourism.
1: This is steady work, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and this isn't the first airline that, that Amazon's paired with. They, they paired with Sun Country, uh, which was a le- leisure focus carrier back in 2020 uh, when travel demand first collapsed. During the COVID pandemic, they were mm-hmm. like, Amazon was like, hey, <laughs> you want to fly those planes for us? We're doing a crap ton of business. Everybody's at home buying our shit."
0: <laughs> pretty fucking, pretty smart move.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and further, under the agreement, uh, Hawaiian Airlines is issuing warrants for Amazon stock. Oh, really? Uh, for up to, yeah, up to 15% of its stock, exercisable over the next nine years, uh, which is pretty similar to what a- Amazon as doing with some of the other providers. Huh. So Hawaiian Airlines, hiring more pilots and mechanics and dispatchers to support all that Amazon flying.
0: <laughs> Good for them. Uh, it's funny because uh, I just saw something about Bezos talking about how he thinks the economy is uh, going into, his, or faces a significant risk of recession. And he's warning that people should brace for a painful downturn. Uh,
1: what? As, as he's hiring more cargo jets?
0: Yeah, he retweeted a, a CNBC clip of uh, Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon on Tuesday in that the bank chief advised business owners to be cautious and prepare for more vo- market volatility as growth headwinds mount. Mm. And then Bezos uh, tweeted, Yes, the pro- the probabilities in this economy tell you to batten down the hatches. Oof. And I'll, if you look at the actions other than this one here of like hiring more uh, the Hawaiian Air um uh, uh, the new CEO Andy Jassy has taken you know, took the reins from Bezos last summer. Has been cutting costs, slowing spending, and freezing hiring for certain roles in the recent months, which suggests that they are all expecting a tougher economic backdrop. Mm. So this sounds like uh, I wouldn't read into that as like they've got more demand than than they can service right now. I think they probably just found a really good deal to help them save some money.
1: Right. Right.
0: Like, maybe the cost of renting Hawaiian Air's airplanes was cheaper than the cost of maintaining maybe some older ones that they had in service, or something along those lines.
1: Yes, uh, part of that article did say that that it wasn't adding to the fleet, but replacing some retired parts of the fleet.
0: Yeah, yeah. That makes sense there. It's probably some kind of cost-saving measure.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and now Hawaiian Airlines is going to be on the hook for the upkeep of those planes.
0: Right. But yeah, Bezos uh, Bezos has now become a big bear, it looks like.
1: Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> I think that uh, he's got some competition because, you know, who else is a big old bear? Oh, oh no. Richard yeah. Branson? Wario. I'm sorry. I mean, Elon Musk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no. What did he say?
1: He uh, was saying, somebody asked him on Twitter, the Tesla owners of Silicon Valley How long do you think the recession will last? Elon Musk replies, just guessing, but probably until the spring of 2024.
0: Hmm. Sounds worse than what Bezos is saying. We have some kind of like battle of the bears, battle of the billionaire bears.
1: (laughs) Billionaire bears is a cartoon I would like to watch. (laughs) Uh, It could be, it could be. I mean, it's it's wild that in this same Fortune.com article, they're talking about how Tesla at one point was a month away from bankruptcy, and it was all the cheap money that got Tesla through. Right, mm-hmm. all all of the the stimulus spending that we started in two thousand nine, like it just the thing that made Kathy Woods look so brilliant for so long. This the easy cheap money, keep flowing, right. keep flowing, keep flowing. Yeah. Uh, now he's he's saying, well, you know, recessions have a silver lining and that companies that shouldn't exist stop existing. Right. Right, it, which is funny to me.
0: As money gets harder to to access, yeah,
1: yeah, because it's it was all timing. There was a time when if we'd gone into recession, Tesla would have stopped existing.
0: Right, or they would have been bought out by somebody else.
1: Or, or yeah, Apple would have bought them for peanuts. Yeah, yeah. He, so, so there you have it. uh Musk fighting fighting for the biggest bear in the world status with Bezos.
0: Is there an award for that? <laughs>
1: I, d- I don't think so.
0: Uh, uh, last story that I got that I uh, wanted to cover today. Remember the stories we've been talking about with Netflix trialing out their their crackdown on password sharing and threatening to charge an extra monthly user fee? Yep. Uh, looks like they finally uh, announced that. Uh, that should be taking effect early next year.
1: Yeah. I, I recently was uh, was looking at the different all the different streaming services, making a little spreadsheet uh, now that I've mm-hmm. moved to Vegas, putting together like, okay, what what do I need my streaming services to be? And Netflix did list its $6 a month, one, one device only with ads plan.
0: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's launching on the 3rd of November. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Is that going to be available here, though? Because the only countries I saw listed in this article were the UK, Canada, and Mexico.
1: I certainly was not using a a foreign IP address when I was Netflix shopping. (laughs) Uh,
0: Netflix hasn't yet announced the pricing for for these extra users, but it's probably going to be somewhere around $3 to $4 uh, per account. And it looks like they unveiled a account migration tool to transfer a user's sub account data, their viewing history recommendations and such to their new independent subscription. (laughs) So I think it looks like it's based on all the people that you have, like their own profiles. So like if you, you have one and like say uh, your brother has one and your mom has one and your significant other has one, like can you just delete that? account and then you'll be fine They're just whenever they log in they use yours
1: uh the when i was just shopping for it it had mm-hmm. it was 5 for one screen 9 for uh-huh. two screens 14 for i think three screens and then like $20 a month for uh five yeah uh so i don't think it has pro necessarily
0: why do they care where those screens are
1: because that's what the password sharing is, is only one screen at a time for the, the cheap plan.
0: <laughs> no, that I'm saying is that's annoying because like I paid for four screens, or I think mm-hmm. it was the account that I signed up for, so four yeah. people can use it. Like, it mm-hmm. should be up to me like where those four people get to use it.
1: Right, right. Whether they're away at school or halfway across the world. Right. You. I'm not I'm not quite sure how they they do it, because I know when I went to Ireland earlier this year, I was able to log in with my Netflix account and mm-hmm. actually downloaded some episodes of Better Call Saul, which in Ireland was showing like the late like a week after the, the episode aired. It was on Netflix in Ireland. Oh. And I had I couldn't as soon as I got home, it was like, wait, you can't watch these. You're in America now. Yeah. And I had to, to open the app without any internet access to actually watch the show. So, like, I was able to travel with mine, and it, it certainly let me use it. I don't know if that's changing or not.
0: Well, what it says in the article here is that, that the move is charging extra fees for extra user subaccounts. Users outside of your immediate household who use your login to access the service. Mm. So everyone listed on the who's watching screen is going to cost you extra money if they don't also live with you.
1: Oh, I see. I see. Okay.
0: So I think if you just delete those other accounts and say, like, nope, oh, guess what? You have to share my list now. Then it should be fine.
1: Yeah, but if you're watching something, they won't be able to log in and watch something on your account.
0: Oh, right. Okay. That's where they get you.
1: Or or, or even even worse, it logs you out while you're in the middle of watching your movie. <laughs> like, God damn it, kid.
0: <laughs> well... <laughs> Oh, uh, when this goes into effect, I'll keep mine available until the until that actually happens. I'll let you know what if I okay. find any workarounds. Uh, all
1: right, all right, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, save the
0: tough tough ones for yellow man. Yeah, yes. I'll take yeah. the easiest of it.
1: Well done, well done. <laughs> As is tradition. All right, <laughs> all right. We ready to talk about
0: some crypto? Yes. I
1: got some crypto in my wallet Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Some dodgy sushi polka dot NFT. Decentralized, anonymized, fabulous crypto. Thank you again, Ray, for that beautiful, beautiful crypto song. Fucking love it.
0: Well, wow, you want to lead us off?
1: Yes. Kyle, for the first time since 2020, the volatility of Bitcoin has fallen below the NASDAQ and the S&P 500.
0: That is impressive.
1: Right? It's now... Really? Yeah. it's It's got lower volatility. Then the indexes.
0: Bitcoin is a more stable investment product right now than the NASDAQ and S&P 500.
1: Yes. It's, well, it's been hovering around 19,000 for uh, more than a month, while NASDAQ and S&P have been coastering.
0: Yeah, they've been kind of whipsawing quite a bit. Oh, that's impressive. What does that mean? What happened in 2020?
1: Uh, I my My memory doesn't go back that far. I'm pretty sure it was an election <laughs> year, though.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, fuck I went, does it say like what the specific month was Is it during like the actual collapse of the markets when uh the covid thing happened or was it sometime like after that or before that like the lead up to it or the rebound afterwards
1: Uh it do, it doesn't it doesn't exactly say when in 2020 it does not
0: Based on just price action I would guess it was right at, uh, during the the pandemic sell off
1: Right, like like there was a period where, where equities sold off before Bitcoin,
0: or just more violently than they did. Yeah, no. it would take some kind of external major event to do that, right? One one would think.
1: One would think. Uh, so it looks like nineteen thousand is going to be a really good support level for Bitcoin. If it if it can stay at and above it here, it's going to be powerful going forward. Mm-hmm. uh the uh, yeah mark uh, that what, level on your charts uh, right the crazy thing and i know bitcoin wild west's crypto yada 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 uh this this article ends with a quote from yuya hasagawa crypto market analyst at the japanese crypto exchange Bitbank. even though we have seen some signs of declining housing market demands and slower inf- inflation this week the market is on high alert next month's FOMC meeting and ignoring those economic data that could justify a more cautious approach to rate hikes. So we will likely not see any big movement until the meeting. Now, Bitcoin is one of the ones waiting for FOMC. Like, it's uh, all comes God down to FOMC.
0: <laughs> uh, I can't wait till we get past the point where the Fed is like the leading dictator like, of which way the market's going to move.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's, it, they've got that much power, though. They, they do. At the very least, they have the illusion of that much power.
0: Yeah, yeah. and that's
1: that's the same thing when it comes down to it at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, what are the chances they actually give that power up voluntarily? Never. And they can't stop trading. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are you familiar with Will Wright?
1: Will Wright. Uh, yes. Tom Wright's brother. Yeah. No. No. Okay. (laughs) Then must be somebody else.
0: He is a Hall of Famer game designer. Uh, He's the one who designed SimCity and The Sims. And he is currently working on a blockchain video game for the masses. Uh, Apparently, there's this big thing that's been going on with blockchain games. And getting Hall of Fame or, like, you know really well-known game designers coming in to try to like make something out of them. Apparently he's been going on for a bit here. So this is just one of the latest ones. What makes this one stand out to me is that Will Wright does not seem to be into NFTs, even though he's trying to design a game that's like designed to like allow people to sell them. Weird. Isn't it?
1: So somebody, (laughs) somebody was like, Hey, We'll pay you this much money to make a blockchain game. He's like, all right, but I'm still telling people I hate NFTs. And they're like, ah, oh, whatever.
0: Basically, yeah. <laughs> i tell you what he said on here. He says He's much more interested in attracting a million free-to-play players than you know, 10,000 rich whales, although we could use those rich whales. Uh, the project's called Vokverse. It's a virtual world set on a massive cube where players should be able to own land, create attractions, mine for resources, and socialize. Etc. Etc. Wright is envisioning a game that will attract three types of people: the small number of rich virtual landowners paying for plots with crypto, a middle group of creative players who will be tapped by the landowners to make stuff and share any sale proceeds from what they make, and a mass of free-to-play folks who will just hang out and play in the world. Wow. Uh, Wow. His the the big thing that he's bringing to it is something called they're calling shape grammar. Which is a kind of evolutionary system for item creation that it lets users repeatedly click on and transform a starter object like a car or a coffee cup or et cetera to tweak it, make it their own, even patent it via the blockchain for revenue generating purposes. But then at the very end of this, he says, I don't really want to be in the business of selling NFTs. And he emphasizes that his interest is in the blockchain's ability to allow for secure transactions between players
1: okay okay i i I, oh sure hooray
0: this this whole thing is so bizarre (laughs) uh
1: i like sim city i don't i don't want to play nft city
0: (laughs) (laughs) going back to his uh uh talking about those nft whales uh, he says, uh, to be distributing that value downwards to players who were incentivized to create experiences for the millions of players, those crypto whales don't even necessarily play the game, he acknowledged, but they can help. These people exist, he said, whether we like it or not.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Well, of course, we have to cater to these people. I don't like them, but they're there. Yeah, they have all the money. They got all the money, so. Uh,
0: rich people exist. So we don't like them, but we have to deal with them.
1: Got <laughs> it. Gotta get him in on the game. Okay. Well. Yep.
0: So, yeah, Voxverse.
1: I'm still not interested in uh, in owning a plot of land in digital world.
0: It sounds a lot more interesting, Voxverse, uh, to me, than uh, Facebook's.
1: The metaverse?
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm guessing. Well, the whole thing is designed to be some kind of like way to, to like market. Uh, the the funding partners like NFT characters that they're creating.
1: Does this not sound to you like just having a digital job?
0: Yeah. Sounds quite a lot.
1: I think I just made myself nauseous.
0: <laughs> no, this sounds more like uh Ready Player One than,
1: than the metaverse. Anything Facebook has put out. <laughs> yeah. Right, the, the SimCity dude will write put <laughs> put it together in like a month for for <laughs> For, yeah, his not, yeah. for his time and not 15 billion dollars <laughs>
0: right
1: i was reading i was reading a statistic that was saying something like of all of the worlds created in the metaverse only like nine percent of them ever get visited by another player and even then the average is like 50 people right so even if you are one of the one in ten that somebody comes and visits like you're it's no one's hanging out and staying they're like oh yeah oh look all right been there done that
0: except the way that averages work there's two places that have like 95 percent of all the traffic and then mm-hmm. the other 10 percent of places that people visit get five percent of the traffic right
1: right i'm sure uh, well i do know my last story is gonna be really quick uh we've got another casualty in the the crypto bear forest no. Uh, German crypto bank Nuri has decided they have to shutter their doors but they aren't shitheads, Kyle. They actually ahead of the time informed its 500,000 users that they need to all, uh, they've got two months to withdraw their funds.
0: Oh, good for them. Yeah, right? Where can we bail them out?
1: <laughs> right? Because yeah. uh, they're
0: German. Oh. Well, no. no. <laughs> Sneaky Germans. <laughs>
1: Sneaky Germans giving people time to take their money out of the crypto exchange before they shut it down. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was uh, refreshing.
0: A silver lining in a bad story. Right. There are good people out there. Or they were forced to by the laws in Germany. (laughs) The EU. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, God. We got some really great regulations over here.
0: All right, man. You want to take a shot?
1: I think my gun's out of bullets. No. Click, 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 <laughs> click. Well, I'll tell you that my good is, Kyle, since since uh, you've been going first a lot, uh, I didn't make any trades today, mm. but I am in the process of packing up my trading computer to take ba- back up with me to Vegas, and I will have a trading account uh, back up in action sometime in November. And that's good in my book.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a hard time actually finding a good, but I think the best... Can I just tell my whole story here, and then we'll just... Uh, yes. Like there's yes. there's no need, I think, to separate this into good, bad, and ugly. It's kind of all in one.
1: What kind of music would you like lightly playing in the background as you tell your story? Uh, soft soft piano? Maybe a little jazz? I've never um, been into jazz.
0: Oh, okay, I think I'll it's, it's some be. Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the lunatic <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, is in my we, head
1: How about? we can afford that
0: <laughs> yeah right no uh i i blew out an count for the first time this week uh it's not the first meltdown i've had but it's also it's the first time that that little thing popped up and said you do not have enough margin in your account to make this trade oh
1: god that's such a condescending message to get to
0: no it was actually it felt so good it felt so good really yes and I, th- I, d- I, finished writing up my, uh, like rough draft of like what happened, like how I'm planning on like recovering from this and moving forward. I shared that on the discord. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically I think what it comes down to is I just let so much external shit get into me, get like, start affecting me. Like, I let that some stress, like just build up, build up and build up over the course of a month. And mm-hmm. it finally just needed an outlet. And that was the form that it took.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: And I, I initially resisted that, but the fact that it just felt so good to just finally like let it all out, like I couldn't stop it while it was happening, even if I wanted to. Interesting. It was such a weird, weird feeling. Yeah. But I did, and I'll go through and kind of hit the highlights of uh, kind of what my plan is here moving forward. Uh, that was the good, I think, that I can take out of this, is that I've, I've I've learned that I need some mechanisms in place in order to to try to prevent something like this from happening. And there is good in that it wasn't a full sized account; it was definitely a mini account.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So even though that's still demoralizing and depressing to blow out an account like that, um, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah. So the main things that I've uh, I've identified is that I need to develop a habit of purging my thoughts and emotions before starting my trading day. Uh, So my plan is to use a suggestion from Purdue where I will start journaling pre-market, just like a purge, like everything that's affecting me that I'm thinking about, that I'm dwelling on, that's causing me any sort of stress. I want to just get it down onto a piece of paper Mm -hmm. so I can get it out of my head. Uh, I also plan on taking set scores before and after uh, doing this process so that way I can kind of get an idea of the effectiveness. And I also plan on disqualifying myself if that purge does not work. And I find myself thinking about these thoughts that I've written out. should be very easy because I've got them written down. I can go back and look.
1: Right.
0: Uh, the second part, and this was the other thing that I think kind of led to things going, like spiraling out of control. And this is, like I dealt with the stress for a long time, but then I started introducing a new bracket. And I didn't fully test this back bracket. I just kind of let it in there. Uh, it had a little bit more size it had an extra contract, and so like when it came to like hitting a loss limit like i all those i didn 't plan for any of that stuff. I had no mm. scaling i didn 't have any hard stops in place, and then introducing something into my trading with live money that i hadn 't fully developed just opened the door for everything else to start to degrade from that point, yeah, that little lap lack uh lapse in discipline. Uh, just spiraled out of control over the course of, I think about three or four days at that point. So moving forward from that, my plan is that, uh, uh the only things that are going to get, that are going to be allowed to be a part of my live trading are going to be things that have been fully developed, written out, uh, and back-tested minimum 50 trades, but a hundred would be preferable. Yeah. Uh, kind of touched on the loss limits and hard stops. So I'll definitely be putting that into a plan. Into my plan, along with consequences for what happens if I break them, because that was something else that has been missing. Some we put together initially when we went through the Trade Pro Academy.
1: Yeah, push ups. I remember doing a lot of push ups.
0: Yeah, we did some push ups, um, but we also had like stops like, okay, if I break this rule, if I break one of these rules, then I'm done trading for the day. If I break these drawdown rules, then I'm done for the week or I'm done for the month. Like yes. all of that seems to have gone out the window over the last year for some reason.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And then the last thing that I'm gonna start doing is um, I realize that everything that I've kind of come up with all relies on me to identify it. and when we've got such a great community at the Discord, it makes zero sense to not try to you know involve some sort of a, uh, allow that group to be able to like uh, uh, look at the trades that I'm making and question me if I'm starting to if they're starting to see something slip what I envision that taking the form as is a a weekly trade review. So anybody who wants to participate with that will be trying to figure out a date, maybe doing a trial one this weekend, uh, looking at like their best and worst trades or any questionable ones that we want to discuss and any struggles that you've been encountering in the past week. Like it's silly not to take advantage of such a great community and lean on each other and help keep each other accountable and learn and also share each other's ideas. Like there's a lot of great great ideas that people have and looking at their good trades as well as their bad ones. Like maybe we can see get some good sharing going on because of that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that'd be wonderful.
0: That's, that's the plan. That's, uh, that's the direction we're moving. I still got a lot of work to do because now I got to go back through and figure out which setups meet my criteria and what I can, I got to start, um, um, uh, building these other habits and I got to fix my fucking trading plan. it's, <laughs> Things that are so obvious when you look back on them and then you you think, like, why do I need this? Like, it doesn't even enter your head, like, why you need that until you need it. And that's, mm. that's what makes trading so hard and humbling sometimes.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, I appreciate you uh, being so open for, for everybody. It's, uh, you know, only going to help you. And, and extending that to the Discord, I think, can help a lot of other people along the way. Because if, if we're, we're trying to trade in a vacuum, it's just going to get depressing and miserable. Mm-hmm. And trading together can share some of those those psychological burdens of, hey, like we're all human and we're all privy to the same kinds of psychological traps.
0: It's not just the support, but it's also the challenge that you need mm-hmm. to like when when I post, if I post a, a or share a trade, and someone says like, "What did you see that justified that entry?" and I can't justify it, like that's that's good to be challenged on that.
1: Yeah, uh, I just you know felt it was time to be in a trade.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the full the full report, uh, the rough draft at least is up on that Discord. I pinned it in the futures journaling chab. I encourage everybody to check it out and share any comments or thoughts that they have, or any ways to improve that, or if there's anything they think I missed. Can only the more participation. The only can only help, right?
1: Yes. All right.
0: Yeah. That was uh, that was what happened to me this week. Oof.
1: That's a bit of a roller coaster. I'm. I have no doubt that you'll you'll be able to keep moving on and and come back better, stronger than ever.
0: That's the plan. And plus, now I don't have to worry about this happening anymore. Now, right?
1: Got it out of the way.
0: They say every trader goes through a blow-up. Hey, it's done. I finished it.
1: Ho- hopefully just the one.
0: Doesn't mean it can't happen again, but I at least got the one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's Right, right, right. All right. Well, in the meantime, what do you say we, uh, we make a bet?
0: All right. Let's do that.
1: I need it, want to beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you. Quit your bitch and random's gonna lose Got a chart full of levels and a stop That's not too tight It's bet a time in the shop So pick 'em right Ooh. All right, Kyle, what are we looking at?
0: I've got one that I like Oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: Is it long snap?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is not. Uh, Take a look at Nordstrom, JWN.
1: Oh, your old friend Nordstrom, huh? Oh, I see. I see. They are about to break resistance. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I like it. I like it. Where do you want to stop?
0: I want to stop at $19, which is just below the that little tail uh from Wednesday. Yeah. And I'd like a take profit one kind of like r- halfway up into that uh uh gap fill, so right about 21.5 and then TP2 we can put it just under the full closing of that gap at 22.90. Yeah. Too many times that round number doesn't get hit, so just go a little bit it and see if we yeah, can't front run everybody else.
1: 20, 22.80. 22.80? Yeah. Sounds good to me. All right. Yeah. I, uh, I really, really like that, uh, that level. I like that. Good eye. Thank you. Yeah, I'm ready for the random. What do we got?
0: All right. Random went with uh, New York Stock Exchange Consumer Durables. Uh, you know anybody doing a lot of camping lately?
1: Yeah, I, I went camping recently.
0: Oh, did you buy anything from Camping World Holdings? Stock ticker CWH?
1: No, I did not. Purchased no new camping supplies.
0: Well, that is what random likes. <laughs> <laughs> is camping one of those things where you only buy uh, uh, camping equipment like once?
1: Well, I mean, if it's decent camping gear, you're going to use it many times.
0: Right. There's no like new model years or anything.
1: Yeah, like I can't wait till the (laughs) that new 2023 model of tent comes out. Right. Got those pocket shelves in the back. Been waiting for.
0: I don't know. uh, I don't know how I feel about this one. It looks to me like it. It was looking like it might have broken structure. Uh, The bearish structure. It held a higher low, but it also failed to make a higher high. Uh, also, having trouble getting above its two hundred day moving average,
1: yeah, it's got earnings coming up in ten days,
0: at least that's the next week next Tuesday.
1: It's got decent buy volume
0: if it can hold above twenty five it might be in a little bit of trouble, yeah, but random also I think needs to see a good uh twenty five percent return this week in order to to catch up,
1: okay, so this thing would have to spike over thirty bucks to catch up
0: yeah thirty one
1: yeah, we're good, we're fine, we're fine. As Hi long folks. as we don't
0: lose a bunch of money.
1: <laughs>
0: we. As long as you say that, and then Nordstrom's going to gap down on Tuesday morning, pre-market, and we won't get our fill at our stop loss.
1: Right, and they're going to be like, who knew Snap was going to run 50% this week? Anybody making a joke about <laughs> it? Did you really want to
0: go long, Snap?
1: I mean, it might have a rubber band effect.
0: Like, a buy know? volume there.
1: People are yeah. like, oh shit! Snap just got really cheap. No, well, let's let's. But I want it mentioned just in case. If it does good, I can sound like a genius. If it doesn't do good, I won't bring it up again. Anyway, all right, folks. There you have it. We're long Nordstrom. Uh, we got Randoms. Got uh, Camping World Holdings. We'll be back at you soon with some more exciting episodes and the thrilling results to those these bet picks. Until then, like, share, rate, subscribe, do all the awesome things because we love you and you know that you want to help us out. You know you do. Come on, just take that one drink.
0: Like, share, subscribe, rate. Come on. All that stuff.
1: Everybody's doing it. Everybody's
0: doing it. Everyone's yeah. rating their favorite shows.
1: Everybody. That hot chick down the street and that hot dude up the street, they're both rating and subscribing like crazy,
0: <laughs> like rabbits.
1: <laughs> like rabbits. Rating carrots. (laughs) Anyway, all right, we'll be back at you soon. Until then, happy trades. Bye.